The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never one. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. Dynamite with MJF as the special guest referee. And his opponent from Belfast, Northern Ireland, Big Damo! Oh, Big Damo! Talk about a giant! He's a big man out there. Look at that sweater he's got on. Big man from Belfast. He is a super heavyweight task. Yeah, he's a big, thick, barrel-chested, hairy man from Ireland. 
And before this match gets too far underway, I want to remind everybody, the mystery of the Bitcoin millionaire, part of TNT's new documentary series, Rich and Shameless. Don't miss the shocking true story tonight after game two of the NBA Western Conference Finals here on TNT. Well, Swat of Sean yes. Spears, get out of the way. He's taking a powder. He doesn't want to eat. Look at Damo. Look at the size of this guy. Damo, but oh! But Spears using his speed, guys. Using his speed advantage. Damo's like, whatever. The pump kick, a swing and a miss by Damo Spears. Still the, nothing. The kick to the jaw, and he shakes it off to Damo. And the bash! Oh! body on the floor! <laughs> wow, big quickness and athleticism by Damo. Almost broke Spears in two. That was very uh, unexpected, Taz. Yeah, no, you're right. And remember, Damo was picked by MJF. This is supposed to be essentially a showcase for Sean Spears. You know that, that Jeff has scouted Damo, so he knew exactly what he was getting here, but... But right now, I mean, this does not bode well for Sean Spears and the cage oh! match this Wednesday night at Dynamite. Yeah, well, guess Wardlow, that's going to be something for sure. But right now, oh! I'll tell you what, Spears is not thinking about Wardlow. Oh, no! Bombs away! Cannonball sent down by Damo. Oh, man. Looks for the Vader bomb, but Spears rolls inward. Off landing for the big man. Maybe Spears can capitalize. Uh-oh, exposing that knee. Uh oh here we go. Sean Spears exposes the knee pad. The big oh! oh! Knee strike to the jaw. That'll slow you down. Spears with no knee pad. He staggered Damo with the knee to the face, and now Sean Spears. There it is, Wardlow. Looking to deliver a message to Wardlow, but he delivers the C4 to Damo, and he covers. Spears Got gets the win. There is your winner, Sean Spears. Well, MJF has been putting Wardlow through hell. And now, Wardlow's got to deal with Spears in a cage. But MJF as the ref. I told you all that I was Wardlow's kryptonite. Two days ago, I left him laying in this very ring, proving that he's not Superman. Next week in Las Vegas, next week in the main event, Sean Spears isn't going to be in a steel cage with Wardlow. No. Wardlow, Superman, giant Wardlow is going to be locked in a steel cage with nowhere to go with Sean Spears, giant killer. Sean Spears inside the steel cage to get one step closer to MJF and double or nothing. is taking flight and taking the fight to the Blackpool Combat Club. Dante takes Danielson off his feet. Danielson, oh, drop kick by Dante. So innovative, so electrifying is Dante Martin. And, oh, wow, beautiful. Now Danielson, beautiful. And Moxley. Hang time was incredible. Jordan, 88 level hang time on that crazy, one. Crazy, crazy athleticism. He's not done. Dante's gonna soar. Dante, huge crossbody. The hook is there. Great save by Mox. Mox is a millisecond later. There's a big upset. And Mr. Regal appears that the cat has got your tongue. It certainly has at the moment. No, because he's in awe of sitting next to the great Chris Jericho. That's exactly what's going on. Here's Moxley on the floor, putting Seidel to sleep, trying to take him out of this match. And Dante Martin was maybe looking for the nosedive, but Danielson shut him down. He realized it. Danielson sweeps out the legs of Dante Martin. Look at this here. This is what Danielson does. Look at this. 
Top rope superplex. Double underhooks Look there. at this. Double underhooks. I remember when one William Regal gave me this move. Wow. Never been the same since. My God. And Danielson transitions into the LaBelle lock. He's got it cinched in. Dante Martin with nowhere left to go. Tap out, kid. You got a long career ahead of you. Tap out. He's got that S grip locked in. Actually, wise words for once, Chris. I know what I'm talking about. You forget how good I am sometimes, Regal. No, I don't. That's the thing. No, I don't. I know exactly. Got this. Trying to get to those ropes. Dante Martin showing off his heart here. He knows what an opportunity this is, and he's persevering. He's enduring this pain. But look at this. Overhook here. You want to talk about the man of a thousand holes? This is legit when you're talking about Brian Danielson. Get your foot there. There you go. Good match, Sitch. Danielson forced to relinquish the hold as Dante Martin gets his foot on the bottom rope. What a warrior of the canvas walls young Dante's turning out to be. Real thing. Incredible. Good for him. He's realizing where he is on the map. Just say the look of disgust on Danielson's face. He was not happy about that. Now he's taking it out on Dante's chest. Crushing round kicks. And each one of those kicks hitting the rear, the oh. front dealt, dealt as well, sure. making the arm go now. Absolutely. Precision, absolute precision. To pull apart someone's AC joint or rotate a cuff simply with those round kicks. Once again, I'm not demeaning or denouncing the skill and brutality of Moxley and Danielson. They just made a mistake when they decided to, to link up with Regal and decided to go against the Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh, oh! Wow. Blackpool Combat Club looking for some combination offense, but Seidel in out of nowhere to disrupt Danielson. Oh! Roundhouse kick by Dante Martin. Oh! oh stereo wow. roundhouses. Box is rocked. Better hurry. Assisted shotgun drop kick. Seidel and Dante with the chance. But Danielson's gonna back on the ring apron. Look out, boys. Matt Seidel taking too long here. Up to the top, he's directing traffic. Oh, the Meteora on the oh ring God. apron! Dante Martin, double jump. The nose dive on Moxley. Upset, upset, no! Almost beat, that would've been a massive upset. Seidel smart to get back, to get Danielson off that apron, out of that ring. You better believe Jake and I are scouting this match. Dante Martin after the nose. Oh, Moxley looking for paradigm shift. Dante nice counter, nice job. Dante. Elbow, elbow to the sternum, Dante. Oh, he's got him. Looking for the poison run off the middle rope. Moxley. He's gonna roll through. He's gonna pin him. One, two. Oh, Moxley forced to abandon shift. Quick way to pin someone with that roll through off the turnbuckle off a choke. Yes, very intelligent wrestling gear by sure. Dante. Quick, quick, Somehow quick. I feel that, that Moxley's just waiting for his opening. Oh, that, that might just be it. found it. Dropkick Moxley counters. Rolls Dante oh, through. High wow. old driver. Far leg hooked. And wow, Dante. Wow, how tough is this young man? This kid's showing some fire here. A lot of heart. Might be a candidate for the JAS if I do say so myself. Oh, the hammer and anvil elbows from Moxley. Danielson trying to neutralize Seidel. He pulls him into the triangle sleeper. Look at this, just torturing the men. Moxley firing down with those elbow strikes. Come on, ref, you gotta break that. That's illegal. Yes, please, referee, stop this. Dante Martin still in this match, but maybe not for long. The paradigm shift, the cover, and the win. Gentlemen. Uh, the winners of this match. Brian Danielson and John 
Moxley. Thank you and good night. Oh, thank you. Another wonderful night for the Blackpool Combat Club. professional wrestling podcasting in the world we're gonna put butts in seats and ears to the streets and now here are your hosts jimmy t and jeff lipman did you guys say fuck the queen god save us Welcome. It's Friday Run Day, and you know what that means. And if you don't know what that means, you've never podcasted before. Um, you're here on, uh, you know, Uncaged uh, from ChannelAttitude.com, brought to you by the Hami Media Group. Uh, you're on here with me. I'm Christopher Ams. That's A M B S, like bullshit first thing in the morning, or uh, lambs with Noel. Um, I'm on here with uh, my usually unusual co-host with the most from the port philip coast jimmy t jimmy t pos ise is that right pos ise yeah pos chris come on man you gotta put the accent in there you know you gotta put the greek accent like hello how you doing you know that type of thing but yes you sound like jackie mason hello how you doing (laughs) hello like a nice pastrami corned beef (laughs) you you want pastrami but nevertheless, anyway, I'm good and uh, oh yeah, I'm great, man. I, I can't complain. I'm happy to be here on Uncage once again. Right on, right on. Well, joining us today, uh, you already heard him speak, but he's a special guest host tonight. The Gardener of Doom, the man who is always down to record from the city that invites us all to be more, Jeff Lippman. Welcome, Jeff. How you doing? Thank you so much. I'm just celebrating Victoria's Day here, which is different than Victoria. It celebrates uh, the Assyrians finally beating the Hittites, <laughs> or the Hittites finally beating the Assyrians, or maybe it's the Parthians beating someone. Whatever it is, somebody was victorious, and I'm freaking celebrating. I have a lot of thoughts on Rampage. 
So let's do it. But I do want to say hello, Jimmy, my favorite, the Vera Lycos. <laughs> Nicely played there, Jeff. I like it a lot, man. That's great, right? Very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very evil. All right. Moving on here. Um, well, let's let's get right into Rampage because I don't – I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to There's a lot to cover. I have a lot of questions. Uh, I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> so let's <laughs> get right into it. Um, as usual for, for Rampage, we start off uh, with everybody in the ring, um, which basically takes away the best thing about the darkened house of Black Thrones and the elevators of chairs and darkness, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, <clears throat> still, they're taking on uh, two members of the Dark Order and also Fuego del Sol, because why... Why would you want to use three members of your eighteen-person uh, group that's in AEW? That would that would not make any sense. So we'll we'll add Fuego del Sol to the mix uh, because, um, yeah, basically that this feud is about that the Dark Order aren't dark enough. They're not close enough to black, and they're just angry about shading. I mean, yeah, you know, there's there's dark and then there's 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 the dark group and the black group. There's like a, there was a circle and a triangle. Uh, there's like there's like rectangles and houses and uh, just lots and of stuff houses. that you learn. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that you learn in kindergarten. So I'm just not sure. <laughs> like, I, I'm thinking that that was probably the last time Tony Khan's teachers actually expected him to learn something. And then after that, daddy just gave them money and he came to. He came to school in his Austin 316 shirt, and they were just like, oh, this fucking idiot. Just pass him. I am waiting for the next gimmick match to be called Ruckus and the Rhombus. Ooh. <laughs> That's way – I mean, you think he knows all that vocabulary? Come on. <laughs> well, maybe he did at one point, but not after – I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, if you hear me ing a little bit, it's not because I'm a cokehead. It's because I'm still getting over whatever the hell I've been dealing with for the last still. two weeks. Still, yeah. It's I'm I'm not coughing wow. as much anymore. I don't feel like they're gonna fire me at work anymore. Uh, but it's still there. It's still it's still bugging me. So it's pray it's for not me, monkey. please. Well, it's not, let's hope it's not monkeypox, Chris. I haven't developed any like boils or anything like the, so far. Like I have nipples, but that's it for like for those kinds of things on my body. I don't have anything else. No, that's not true. Look, I have a I have I have this growth here on my arm, but that's from when I was born. Well, so he say. still does throw his feces at people he doesn't like. Though. <laughs> I mean, fuck him if they can't take a joke. Uh, fuck. fuck the devil. All right. Speaking of monkey feces, let's talk about this match. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're off to a flyer. AEW just really, really likes six-man matches, so we're going to have another six-man match here. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, basically, this was an extended squash match. You kind of knew it was going to happen. Um, there's no reason for the Dark Order slash Fuego del Sol to get a win over an established tag team who's going to actually have a, a match on the pay-per-view. So we all knew going in what this was going to be. It was exactly what it was. Fuego del Sol looked hilarious because he was just itching to get in the ring. Let me in, guys. Come on. I can do it. And as soon as he got in, he just got his head kicked in. Yeah. Um, He's like the anti-butch. 
like Butch wants to get in, but when he gets in, he causes all sorts of trouble and he's unpredictable, he's violent. Fuego does so, he's itching to get in and he just gets beat up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, this match finished the way you would expect it to with Brody King getting the pin after his finish. Um, <clears throat> there was some garbage afterwards where a tombstone came out, which apparently, <laughs> I mean, so keep in mind, like if we're living in kayfabe, this means that the members of this group like actually found a giant slab of rock <laughs> and carved somebody else's name into it so that they could bring it 10,000 kilometers across the country to, to some other place. And we've got Chris's daughter oh, coming in. That's right. <laughs> she's Our made a debut on Channel well. Attitude. <laughs> yeah. She's Sorry. made a debut on channelattitude.com there, Chris. Our Sorry own fire of the sun just came in. <laughs> that was that was my daughter, Arya. That was the oldest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So a couple of things. Um, at one point or another, I would say that, that 10 from the Dark Order um, – they're trying to position him as somebody who could break out. I don't know if he actually could. He certainly has the size, at least in this company, um, to be able to be some kind of a breakout star if they pushed him properly. Jeff, do you think that there's any possibility of 10 turning into something? It's hard to picture that. I mean, is there? Sure. Like you said, he's got the size. Uh, he has the collegiate athletic background. I know he had suffered some injuries, but plenty of athletes from real sports could transition to wrestling after injuries did just fine. Goldberg, The Rock, Moose, you know, those are ones that come to mind. So, yeah, sure. I mean, he can't while he's buried in the dark order. I mean, he'd have to turn on them and there's a perfect bunch of them to squash. So, I mean... They never got to 10 members, so I, I don't know exactly why it's called 10. You, do you know on this show there were two people doing the 10 sign, 10 and, you know, former Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears. You two are the only two fans of him that I know besides MJF and, and Cody. But uh, I don't know. This, Yeah, this, this very good points about the tombstone, and it's such a face thing to, to bring a tombstone indicating that you're going to kill people, even though you never use the shovel and you don't wrestle like heels and – and uh, Phoenix just looked like he got injured in the in the tournament against Kyle O'Reilly, and I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't understand how you have one guy going into a pay per view already with a match in a tournament where the finals are going to be. I, I presume anyway at that pay per view. Maybe they won't be. Um, I mean, but he can't possibly win his match with Kyle O'Reilly, and it, I, it didn't make any sense to me. Shocking. Something didn't make sense on AEW Rampage. Uh, Jimmy, have I just been watching AEW too long, or was my impression that Buddy Matthews is actually pretty good and deserves some kind of a push completely off? You're the Australian. You tell me. Well, no, it's not completely off, but to be fair, though, to AEW, I mean, first of all, Buddy Matthews is not a great talker on the mic, so I don't know how compelling... He can possibly be, if you know what I mean. But, uh, I mean, look, the House of Black, where, where are we going with this shit? I want this feud to be over with already, man. Like, just let's just end this shit right now. I don't care about Tombstones, which looked cheesy as fuck. I'm sorry. It really did. It was, it was unnecessary. What is this? A fucking uh, Buried Alive match? Is that what we're getting at, at uh, Double or Nothing? As far as it's I'm high concerned. high school drama class. 
as well. Well, it, it sure is. And if you can hear those dogs in the background, that's exactly how I feel about the House of Black and Penta Obscuro, whatever the fuck his name is, and Ray Phoenix. He always seems to be injury prone if he's injured. I mean, I'm has just over this. Sorry, has there ever been a multi-person casket match before? Like, could you do like a match that's almost no, like think. a gauntlet match where they have three caskets and all three members have to be put in the casket? But once you're once you're put in, you're you're eliminated, so you could have a three-on-one, and that so, one could still come back to win. So, in other words, like a casket king of the mountain match. Yeah, sort of, but like an elimination. <laughs> like if you're put in the casket, you're right. out. Though they oh, did that God. once in AEW, and and Jeff Hardy, who was eliminated, still got the win. <laughs> that's okay. Brock Lesnar won the Money in the Bank without ever being in the match at one point. It, that's Ooh. true. That was the, the, both of those things were within the last year. So hmm. it's true. great wrestling. See, what I want to have is instead of a buried alive match, um, we we just go like the extra mile, and we have uh, we, we have a um, you know a, a shallow a shallow grave match. And it's just you have to throw all three guys into the same into the same uh, pit and uh, and just leave them there. But I think the only way that we can really get away with that is if we have Imperium in that match, because it would make sense with the whole Zid Germans and shallow graves. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, Facebook user says Buddy Matthews and push. Ha 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 ha. And also a cat. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. uh, well, the professor Chavello Vera Cruz. So shout uh, out to the prof. Thanks, but prof. yeah, <laughs> Buddy Matthews and a push. Right, exactly. I mean, our daddy's ever going to get a push. If there was an X division, he'd be their man. Yeah, yeah, but that would. It's all an X division. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Basically, yeah. AEW is basically X Division, the the <laughs> wrestling company. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next up here, Billy Gunn apparently loves Max Caster more than his own kids. Uh, <laughs> well, I do, Chris. I also love Max Caster more than I love <laughs> yeah. Billy Gunn's kids. <laughs> I can't. I can't fault the man. Uh, okay, he, he, Max Caster called Billy Gunn daddy. I I laughed. I'm that was sorry. great. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Anthony Bowens. I mean, these guys and they claimed they, they wrestle safe styles, and one of them is always hurt. I, I, I don't know what's going on. And my understanding is that Bowens got injured in a non wrestling kind of way, which I, I don't mm, that, that sounds suspicious to me since he's <laughs> a wrestler. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. you know what? Can we at least all do this <laughs> for Anthony Bowens? Can we all put a scissor up? Well, that's yeah. not a scissor, you're just pointing. No, well, here. Oh, there you go, yeah. Jeff. There yeah, you sure. go. Yeah, Can we connect? Is, Can we connect? Yeah, this is absolutely going to get over. Sure. <laughs> there we go. Yep, like that. There we go. Got to do Just one like of blue ones. is the warmest color. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Bowens and stuff like that, um, Game of Thrones, Hogwarts, and Dungeons and Dragons, Stone <laughs> of Death match. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. once again the prof. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How do you know Facebook user is the prof? Because I have to unfortunately go into Facebook just to see who it is. But for whatever reason, StreamYard should be telling us who it is. But clearly, they've dropped the ball. So you're like the Dumbledore of this wizardry. You you have all the answers. Well, yeah, I'm the guy that's keeping this shit together right now, man. So I have to pay attention to the comments and then get into Facebook to see who it is. Otherwise... That would be wildcard. I mean, shit, we did have wildcard Wednesday, right? 
I guess he's all Todd Joker. Joke, uncaged yeah. Joker. Absolutely. <laughs> right on. Well, speaking of Jokers, um, coming up next, we've got Sean Spears versus Big Damo. Oh, former Damo. Killian Dane. That's yeah, right. I'm aware. Oh, another and, child. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on believe, the podcast, buddy. That's and all. I believe uh, Big Dame is also uh, Nikki Trash's husband. Yeah, that's uh, that's who that's who's married to this large, uh, imposing human being. Um, he looks like a Sasquatch, Chris. He he looked way better with long hair. Not gonna lie, <laughs> yeah. most big guys Absolutely. don't. Most big you guys. I'm a big guy. I, I you see me with long hair. I'm depressed, and you should really phone someone for my safety. Hey, I've got long uh, hair, and I'm a big guy. Come on, man. Okay, well. Whatever whatever the number is for the for the mental health line in Australia, somebody call for Jimmy Sesmelis. Oh, no. um, oh nice, nice. You said it properly. He's, uh, yeah, he's he's struggling. Yeah, see, I don't say Jimmy T to start this off because I don't know how to pronounce your name. It's just that's what. But people you said know it you perfectly. Had. A lot it's, of people smells us. <laughs> that's a good one, Jeff. I'll give you that. But let's be it's honest. Just like Ringo with the toothbrushes. This smells us. Oh, that 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 was so disturbing and weird. Why would you say something like that on television thinking that you're going to get that over? I mean, personally, I was thinking, ooh, that's like weird. I I don't know. We talked about this on the skirmish. and uh, Right. For the skirmites out there. Yeah, I'm I'm still shaking my head about it. So I'm sorry I even brought it up. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's Uh, it's a shame the last segment you form a weird faction for no reason, two tag teams, why they should be in a faction, I have no idea. But it was sort of funny. I mean, it was almost so campy that it was funny. And now all of a sudden, like, one member is hurt. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I guess it's the right time for trios tags because you know who the odd man out is. But I don't know. Well, they're teasing us, Jeff. They're they're too much foreplaying with these trios titles, man. Soon we'll have an orgy of trios, basically. I don't know, man. Trios, orgies, all this stuff sounds really awful to be attaching (laughs) to the acclaimed. Nothing's worse, though, than than an actual creepy guy that pinches your, well, that steals your actual toothbrushes and sticks them up their keister. Just saying. This is a prediction, but I think it's a spoiler. Once we run through the Owen Hart tournament, there's going to be a new tournament, a big <laughs> announcement, a huge announcement on a dynamite, and it's going to be about the trios title and then a trios tournament. Because or could it possibly be the Andrew Invitational Tournament? Like the on you know, remember the Andrew, not Andre, the Andrew oh. Invitational <laughs> Invitational Tournament. Could I thought you possibly? said the Andrew Yang unionization. <laughs> hey, well, he's calling it out again, actually, speaking of uh, Andrew Yang. But it will never happen. This guy tried already once. Do you know why know he's calling he's it out? Thinking. Let's let's be honest about why he's calling it out here, okay? Because I, I know that there are some people who are like, yeah, I love this guy. Andrew Yang is calling this out because he has never gotten anyone to say anything to him ever on Twitter or in any other social media platform. But as soon as he mentioned wrestling, he had 14,000 people instantly <laughs> being like, yeah, man, I fucking love you, bro. You're like the best politician ever, man. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and so Yang now he just brings it up. Andrew Yang is a one percenter. In, in that he, can, he he's a one percenter worth worthwise, and he can never get beyond one percent whatever election he's in. Yeah, 
100%, man. And you're right, Chris. He's just doing it for his own fucking shit, not for the actual wrestling. He doesn't give a fuck about any fucking... He you know, doesn't. Because I've really actually responded doesn't. to him, not when there's like 47 responses, when there's like three ahead of me, and told him that unions don't work unless you're employees. He should know this. But there's right. gilding, and nothing prevents any wrestler from being in SAG right now. It's just that wrestling isn't, isn't recognized by SAG-AFTRA. And the issue really is to change that within SAC Astra. And if he wants to talk about that, my DMs are open. I don't need clout <laughs> or do it. I mean, I could use it, but I, I you know, that's not what it, I actually believe in this. I, I think that would be, I think it's wrong that at least for the episodic television wrestlers, why should not that, that not count for SAG Astra credits? Um, but he, he doesn't respond to that because that's not going to get him likes and retweets. Absolutely. Bingo. So Andrew Yang, I mean, I don't, who gives a shit? Fuck that guy. We're burying him uh, here. Uh, apprehend us. Jorge, apprehend us. You can bury Andrew Yang. Finally Jorge. do something useful. Oh, no. Just get him out of Jesus. here. Sorry. I know, I know like a few specific people I'm pissing off right now, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't care, hey, honestly. You got to uh, call a spade anyway. a spade, man. I mean, if these, if the people can't see that shit, well, then. They're stupid, straight out. I said it. So there's yeah. a lot of Andrew Yang fans in the Humming Media Group and Channel Attitude. Well, there's one in particular who's who's more associated with a different uh, uh, thing. Please be um, Michael Davis. Please be Michael Davis. Please be Michael Davis. <laughs> no, no. I'll talk to you about it later, uh, Jeff. Uh, he's he's a big fan. <laughs> Actually, responded to somebody. Somebody had basically posted that in the Hameen Media Group uh, this week, and then uh, this individual had responded with um, talking about how, you know, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. What else can he do? I mean, he's doing everything he can to try to help people and, and blah, blah, blah. Can't be beating these mean streets, et cetera, et cetera. Um, oh. But, yeah, I'll talk oh, to you know, about it later. I know it is. There are things he can do, but those are not <laughs> to everybody. Oh, All nice. right. So, anyway, Sean Spears versus Big Demo. Squash <laughs> match is going to squash. Um I know this is purely set up so that Spears looks as realistic a threat as possible against Wardlow, but <laughs> no. nobody's buying this. Um, yeah, no way. This match was silly, man, in many ways. Spears's introduction is so much better than everything else about him. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's you've got a point, actually, Jeff. I actually do like his entrance music, funny enough. That's why I'm one of the pillows. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's... There's three out of the four pillows right here on Uncaged. It's amazing. Can, can they handle the sexy people out there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I really, I, again, like I like Sean Spears. Um, I do really like his entrance. And I also think that there was a time in AEW yeah. earlier you know, um, where he was, he was <laughs> coming across as a lot more serious. He was almost wrestling a, uh, I know, I know people in the, in the internet wrestling community will hate this, but he was wrestling almost a Randy Orton style where he was much slower, but aggressive, more hard hitting. He was giving his, he was giving his offense time to breathe. There wasn't a lot of silly facials. He was just coming across as look, I'm serious. And he's got the body and the talent to, to pull that off. If anybody ever lets him, but this whole, I'm kind of a skinny tall guy walking around with a suit jacket and nothing else underneath that is not uh, not doing him any favors. Hey, I'll tell you what, he's doing him favors. He's banging freaking Peyton Royce. I mean, come on. That's a 10 right there. And just, just quietly. Talk about Australians. 
That was speaking. Now I want to talk about Greeks actually, because do you know what this means in Greek? Um, I have Anyone? to marry my own brother. I don't know. What it means nah, like we would say nah, malaka, like do a double take. That's a derogatory term or hand gesture to Greeks. So if you do this to Greeks, it's bad. Just quietly. Uh, you know what I think about that story you just told? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. But anyway, sorry, I had to get that in, man. <laughs> Go for it, please. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so a couple of questions here. Um, Jeff, I'm going to ask you because I know that you have similar thoughts as I do about size and wrestling. Um, I actually see and have always seen uh, Damo. I hate that name, but I've always seen this guy as a talented big man, somebody who could uh, be used properly as, mm -hmm. as a bigger guy with a lot of strength and a lot of agility. Um, so since he's like six, three, and since he weighs like 300 pounds, um, I'm guessing that he can look forward to just looking at the lights for the rest of his AEW career. Am I, you think I'm, I'm on there, Jeff. Or? What career, Chris? I think you would be on there if, in fact, there was another AEW career. I think this was just a one-off. He was just hired for this, and he's going to continue to unhappily be part of Control Your Narrative and the UK promotion that Authors of Pain are doing and some other shows here and there. Um, but should he be hired by AEW? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to take the uh, Bear County uh whatever they're called but but yeah i mean you're 100% right that they've been giving sean spears just a bunch of big men listen credit to them for bringing people in that are that are from other organizations that they can dispense of as opposed to you know doing like with the butcher which you know didn't do him any favors not that they've done him favors for the last two years and a quarter but, you know, then bringing in Cass was clever and, you know, and they could do the same thing with like Eric Redbeard uh, and folks like that to take pins. So credits that to not, you know, bearing one of your own people. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't see a long uh, career for Damo in this organization. All right, cool. Um, and Jimmy. Uh, since you and I are the resident uh, Sean Spears fans, apparently, um, <laughs> yeah. is there any chance that is there any chance that TK uses the momentum? And I'll sort of put that in quotations: the momentum that Sean Spears has built up over the last little bit to even half-ass push him coming out of this, because like it's even okay if he's winning and losing on TV as long as he's right. being portrayed a certain way, um, and. Over the last what six months, I can I can remember like two Sean Spears matches because he's they're just not using him on television. Well, well, it depends what you mean by not using him on television. I mean, he is on television every week, even if he's not wrestling. So at least he's doing that, and he is in a big program alongside Wardlow and MJF. Look, the thing about Spears, in my opinion, after seeing him lose so much. It's almost like I don't care if he loses or wins anymore. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way either. Like, I think he's that good that he's – it doesn't hurt him when he wins or loses anyway. He's just there. He's a good hand, I guess, to TK. But really, he's got so much more to, to actually give if he actually, actually gives him the ball and let him run with it. But for whatever reason, they're not going all in, pun intended, with Sean Spears. Hmm. Absolutely. 
Um, I want to know what FTR's position on this because a few weeks ago it wasn't clear that FTR had officially broken off from the Pinnacle, or at least MJF wasn't clear, but they haven't even mentioned FTR or the Pinnacle period actually, for, for a few weeks. Actually, oh, they if have. You tell me about being the elite again. I'm going to kill you. No, 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 no. But it's it was in a shoot interview, shoot interview with MJF actually, and uh, those top guys end up you know, like photo bombing his shoot interview. And then they were talking about how they, they don't see eye to eye with about Warlow, but they're still best friends. But FTR has decided to leave the pinnacle, but they're still boys. So, you know what I mean? Uh, which is dumb in itself, even though most people probably haven't seen it, but still, if that's what type of story they're going with. So they're still close friends, but they're not part of pinnacle, but it's okay with MJF. Um, cool in the gang. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it, it just was sort of a loose end. I guess it's no longer a loose end. Uh, and I guess not enough people care about it to make it so. Um, I mean, it's not like FTR is not involved with enough sort of side stories, but they don't seem to be focused with any. Though it looks like Rapungi Vice is, is coming their way. So that's pretty exciting. <sighs> you know who's definitely not coming their way? Khan and Te Toa Leone, who they made a big deal about at Supercard of Honor. We ha haven't heard hide nor hair from since, nor the, the disappearing Tully Blanchard. Um, none, yeah, that would have made sense, but we've seen plenty of odes to Bret Hart and FTR beat, defeating each other, and then one of them losing in the first round of the Owen tournament, despite their love for Bret. So why would they showcase them in these matches against each other and make a big deal? I mean, at least they should have had the guy go into the finals. <laughs> Why? Uh, you're talking logic right now, Jeff. What is the wrong? Why? What is the matter with you? Have you not been paying attention? I mean, TK doesn't need other people to help him book. Why would you do that? Well, that doesn't make any sense to him. Well, I haven't been well, paying attention to being the elite or shoot interviews. I just watched, sure, I just watched sure, the, sure. the TV shows on uh, well, network television. Well, funny you bring that up, actually, Jeff, because when you think about it, the Adam Cole, and I'm talking about you know the pending sort of angle that's happening between Adam Cole and uh Bebe. yeah that's right baby and Kyle o'reilly is essentially what the ftr sort of story arc should have been when you think about it it could have easily been ftr it could have easily been ftr in that same position with that same angle yes yes and, and it should you, have i was just gonna freaking say that <laughs> i'm just saying I'm a, Chris, we can't have two people thinking with logic, and we certainly uh, can't have three. I'm sorry. No. I'll, I'll get back to being silly Canadian or something. Right. Back, back to, <laughs> yay, Sean Spears. Because yeah, he's Canadian. <laughs> Who's Canadians. ironically married to an Australian chick. That is ironic. That's pretty ironic. <laughs> that is not how Crikey. irony works. Yeah, Jeff. I'm, not sure that's, I'm not sure that's really irony, but okay. <laughs> oh, God. Just, uh, uh, all um, right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Next up here, the Young Bucks, uh, they challenged the Hardys to a match at uh, Double or Nothing for right. some reason, and uh, it gets confirmed for some reason. <laughs> but we know the reason. It's because Bullet Club actually is fine after all. Well, they Yay. wear pajamas again. Yes, they're always in their Hawaiian pajamas. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's a pajama party. Tonight, 
Okay, so cue someone saying dream match every segment that this is ever mentioned in ever again for the rest of dream time. Dream match. It's happened a million times already on the freaking independence for like years. Like honestly, it has. And let's be honest, I don't think it will actually live up to their last meeting in Ring of Honor three years ago. Dude, I heard Excalibur What's called it? Silver versus Danielson a dream match at one point. It doesn't mean anything. It's like major announcement. Uh, it is a dream AEW. match, Chris. I've said this a million times. Silver and Danielson is a dream match because I'll be sleeping, <laughs> dreaming. Yeah. If you sleep long enough, you'll dream all sorts of crazy things. <laughs> all sorts. So, yeah, it is a dream match, Chris. Absolutely. Not all dreams are good. Right. It doesn't have to be. I mean, not all dreams are wet ones either. I, I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. The Greek with the <laughs> with, the, you know, the oh, Greek with the wet really? dream stuff. <laughs> oh, what are you trying to say? Huh? Well, are you calling me a, a flower? I she didn't say didn't anything say like that. <laughs> it would have been succubus, but now oh, it's incubus well, for you. Yes. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Literally, Jesus Christ! Lord they help us. <laughs> he's taking off of Victoria Day. Well, I live oh, in Victoria. God saves the queen. <laughs> God saves yes. the queen. Yes. It's again logic. No. <laughs> logic. 101. And it's Jeff. Sunday. Well, it's Monday for me. Monday morning. I'm in the future. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's Friday on day. Um, oh, yes. It's Friday. <laughs> Yep, it's well, Friday. It's, it's very much in the past for me. So, <laughs> well, I'm in the future. You, you know what I mean? This so is you guys still the back. multiverse of madness. Okay, <laughs> yeah, already, and <laughs> we're, we're starting to get into a little bit Doctor Strange here, where it's just a big mess and it doesn't make any sense. So let's let's focus back up. We're gonna go back to Phase Three. Okay, guys. It's the PJ. I call uh, the Sorcerer Minotaur. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the unnamed sorcerer minister who we know has a name but was not named in the movie, which was the point that was being made in the post to begin with. So everybody shut the hell up. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So speaking of multiverses and et cetera, um, Chris Statlander is an alien and uh, she's wrestling. Nice next. Yes. Yep. Um, she's wrestling Purple Rain. Uh, except, the, except the real Purple Rain was so much better. Oh, let's go crazy. Yeah, yeah, let's go crazy. All right, well, I mean, I will say this. These two really seemed angry at each other after, you know, Why? The, the absolute, you know, hatred that they developed for each other over the whole two weeks that they were a tag team. I mean, they, they really wow. went through some shit together. It's, uh, it's real serious. They're really, really angry at each other, really. It's like yep. a grade school friendship. This is my new best friend. Yeah, this is my new best friend, and I don't like you anymore. Can uh, we possibly get the besties me. versus the baddies? Sure. I just, can we just get the baddies off of my television <laughs> for a while? Train no. them, and then well, bring them. My, my dream match is the baddies versus best friends. Oh, that would be a good. Can you picture that? I can I picture just, that, actually. I'm picture it right now. I'm just going to say Jade Cargill literally would have the best physique out of everyone in that match. She actually would. Far and away, but I mean, you know, even if she wasn't in the match, then Red Velvet would. So it's, 
I, I don't know who Red Velvet is, but um, judging by AEW standards, I'll just say this: you know, with 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 the aggression that these two showed towards each other, uh, towards each other after you know two weeks of being a tag team, I, I mean, I can just imagine what'll happen if the Bucks ever split up. They'll have to be chainsaws <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. Like, they might literally have to murder each other um, in pajamas, you know, like Yes, in Michael pajamas versus Leatherface. Because nothing yeah. says big time television act like showing up to work in your pajamas. Yep, absolutely. Predator versus alien. <laughs> alien versus predator. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so I will say this. I will say this about the match. Yellow Snow uh, definitely looks more comfortable as a heel than she did as a face. Um. Which but that still this. doesn't excuse the fact that she turned into a heel out of nowhere for no reason and just all of a sudden was one of the baddies. Even though when the baddie section right. first debuted, she wasn't a part of the baddie section. She just showed up two weeks later like, I'm a baddie. And now the other baddies are gone. And it's just, I'm, well, because this is a thing now. Chris, it gets better. Don't talk logic. Like This is the, the whole thing of the show. It's called logic, folks. But let's go even further. What's uh, the aliens finisher called again? Uh, Does anyone remember? You'd have to remind <laughs> me. up, Scotty. I think it was called. Earth? I don't know. No, no, it was called like uh, something about the weekend, like Hot Weekend or some bullshit like that. Yeah, right? Induction. No, it should be, but that's my point. It's called the Hot Weekend. I thought aliens don't party or something like that. It's along those lines. Well, speaking some of logic, like that. have you noticed that she? Used to not speak English, now speaks. Now she speaks English, and she used to have like strange makeup on, and now she. That's looks true. Like she's That's true. But she's an alien, Jeff. A fifth member of Kiss. Oh no! <laughs> and, and you just created a faction, one. like a women's faction, to have someone lose to someone that most people forgot was on the roster. Yeah, That's exactly what happened. Okay. Yeah. Well. I feel sorry for uh, Magenta Chartreuse. <laughs> yes. Yes. Poor Sky Blue. Um, anyways, uh, the alien who isn't an alien uh, won the match, and there were shenanigans afterwards, including a save from Ruby Soho. And I don't care enough to ask any more questions. Jimmy, you got anything on this? Because I couldn't <laughs> fucking get Well, thanks. This. I'm trying to fucking find out what her friggin' uh, finisher is called. All right. and, you, work, uh, you work on that obsession uh, while we move on because I'm all good with the Ruby Soho. Really? Sure. Hey, but what, what do you want me to say? Why? I mean, why? I mean, by all good, I mean we can move on. I don't feel like it needs much more exploration. Well, get this, guys. You know what her first actual indie name was before she became an alien? Tell nope. us. <laughs> White girl. <laughs> How fucking silly. <laughs> White girl. Like, really? Very anyway, clever. that's very clever. I mean, seriously. Oh, what's her finishes? Oh, yeah. At one point, oh. I, I legitimately thought about starting like a YouTube channel where I where I reviewed movies and oh. stuff and just called myself another bearded white guy because I thought that would get well, great. Yeah. Well, I'll get this. Her finisher, remember the Big Bang Theory? Sure. Yep. Well, it ain't the Big Bang Theory anymore, guys, because you know what it's called now? Intelligent Design. Friday Night Fever. What? Yeah, is she taking over Disco's gimmick? Why the fuck is that her? Uh, I because aliens love to party on Friday night. Except the problem here is she weren't partying on Friday night. Definitely not on Rampage. 
Okay, so she's an alien from 1977. Quite possibly. I mean, well, hey. I, I hope she gets a manager named Danny Terrio. <laughs> this just gets worse. The more, the more information saying, you give why? us about this, the worse well, it is. See, I heard it. I overheard it while watching Rampage, and I'm <laughs> like, what? Wait, wait a minute. Did, they, did, did Excaliburdo actually say Friday Night Fever? And then I just looked it up, and it says it on the wiki, man. The this Big is Bang a dress Theory rehearsal and... show, right? This isn't the real thing, is it? It's a dress rehearsal. Oh. No, that's the real thing, dude. It's no, I mean legit. The, the real We're thing. We're doing it right now. No, it's this show legit. is live. Yeah. It's we live, Jeff. This sucks. We're blowing it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's she's blowing it, dude. Friday Night Fever, straight up. It's extremely oh. stupid. Now, let's move on. Danhausen is very athletic and very fit. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, was the best his- part of the show, like, by a mile. This was the best part of the show. This... This was actually a good part of the show. If if you're listening to this and you're going, wow, I mean, fuck, man, I'm glad I didn't catch this show. You're right about everything except this package. This video package of Dan Housen, Dan Housen and Hook uh, training, it's like a montage video where it switches from those two where Dan Housen can't do shit. He's just very unathletic and very unfit. He's just a skinny white dude with face paint on. Hook is frustrated with him going, who the fuck is this guy and why am I his partner? And then on the other side, you've got Tony Nese, obviously an athlete, doing some great stuff while uh, Mark Sterling looks like he's about to die. Uh, this was this was actually good wrestle crap. I mean, it was wrestle crap, don't get me wrong, but this was quality wrestle crap. Jeff? No, I agree. This was great comedy, and it was like a, it was like almost like an homage to like Rocky training seas counter. It was definitely to like Apollo Creed or Drago, and and mm-hmm. like Rocky's doing like you know he's like doing squats with a tree trunk and lifting tractors and you know wrestling bears and you know Drago's doing like all the the latest technology machines like battling <laughs> cyborgs and I'll shit. You. That's right, and this is he exactly does. right. He does. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like Danhausen staring at Hook like he's never seen anyone exercise before. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> look, that, that motherfucker is growing on me. I'm not gonna lie. And there is a place, right? While he's eating chips, there is a place for this type of comedy in professional wrestling. When they, exactly the way Chris is doing it, <laughs> I just, I'm not going. I'll be right back. Keep going. Well, yeah, like I was saying, I'm actually enjoying this stupid-ass angle in many ways because it's, it is kind of silly, but in a fun way. So I'm pretty positive towards it, Chris. Yeah, like I said, this was wrestle crap. Don't get me wrong. This was not good quality or anything, but it was, <laughs> it was the Dan best Housen. kind of wrestle crap. Team Dan House. Very nice. Chuck it on, Jeff. Put it on. Come on, man. There it's only 90 go. degrees out. Why not? That's <laughs> Come on, dude. I mean, All right. seriously. So Very after nice. this, so Very after easy. this, we get some more wrestle crap, but this is not good wrestle crap. Um, the men of the year want the TNT title back, even though I'm absolutely positive they have an extra one. Why do they care? It wasn't that <laughs> right. weren't they walking around with two fucking belts for like a month and a half? Why don't they just yes. be like, okay, you can have that fucking thing. I don't care. We've got the real belt. Yes. Logic, Chris. Don't talk one logic, is, please. One is <laughs> safely in America's top top teams trophy. That's right. It is. Dan Lambert. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, 
These they is want a pointless the, they segment. Want the belt back. Sammy and Ty smash up the belt with a hammer, prompting Kaz to come in and say, "I I really fucking hate you guys, but also I'm going to take a, a hammer now and smash up this belt because I'm mad at the belt." I the transporter. Who who's literally? The who's the face here? Okay, nobody. Honestly, honestly, Jeff, the best thing that could possibly happen for this whole segment, for this whole fucking feud, is for all of these jackasses to be in the ring at once. All of them. You can take Sammy, Ty, uh, the the Lambert. You can you can take every single person from American Top Team. You can take the Men of the Year. You can take you can take Kazarian. Put them all in the ring at the same time at the pay per view. Have them all be sh- pushing and shoving. Miro's music hits. He comes out. He kills them all with a tank from Russia. He takes the belt and just we never see any of these motherfuckers ever again. And again, I like Kazarian. I like Scorpio Sky, and I really like Ethan Ethan Page, in in spite of the fact that he's he's a half breed and Jimmy doesn't respect anything. He's about a blockhead. Him. <clears throat> um, but <laughs> other than other than that, like I actually like some of these characters, but they've been so completely fucked with over the last month. They've all gone heel face, face heel, heel 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 face. It's like you've watched the entirety of the big show's career in the last month, and yeah. it's been five of them going through it together. This is so fucking stupid. And you've got to just hit the reset on this at the paper. You know what? You know what this is really this angle. It is a bukkake on the TNT Championship. That's what's happening over here, man. Literally, it is a bukkake on the TNT Championship, and and the thing is. I have no idea what that means. It must be a Greek thing. Moving on. You don't you don't know what a bukkake is? No idea. No. I assume it's something that Stephen Regal does or William Regal does. (laughs) Actually, if you guys don't know it, Google it because it's pretty uh, it's pretty bad. I know Jeff knows what it is. Okay. Because I actually know what it is, no one Google that. Okay. (laughs) There you go. There, There you go. But anyway, my point was. I just assume I feel- you are mispronouncing Buckeye. Bu- yeah. <laughs> Buckeye? Jimmy really likes to fish. I like- <laughs> anyway, my point is this was a pointless segment for the men of the year. I mean, they did nothing but just stand there looking like a bunch of dorks. You know what I mean? And the thing is, all three of them are so much better in a better angle situation because Ethan Page, he's so talented, man. As much as he's a blockhead, He's still talented, and I think he's got so much to give if they actually give him a chance. And Scorpio, I felt like the TNT Championship actually did elevate him, and then all this hot-shotting going on with the TNT Championship has devalued everyone now in this friggin' angle. Permission to rant, whichever one of you is in charge? Go for it, Jeff. Okay. Like, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, depending on whether you believe it's Ferrara Day or, or what day of the week it was, they had all of these guys positioned, not Kazarian because he's irrelevant, positioned where they were finally at their peak of most successful. They were done with the top team. There was no more mention of Paige Van Zandt. That was off the table. Sammy and Ty, finally the company realized nobody likes them and they're going to be heels. They're going to be atrocious, terrible, obnoxious heels where they're finally going to get the heat they deserve, the success. You had Scorpio Skies finally elevated as a face. He was going to make the title feel important. It should be made to feel important. People bought him as a face, even so, he, even though he was still standing with the other guys. They were going to blow up and have an explosion. There's going to be a, a feud that would make sense with Sky versus Ethan Page because Ethan Page, let's face it, hasn't done anything important, and that could be important. 
and Dan Lambert's involved and, and maybe Lance Archer would be involved. Maybe he's not, who knows, he's forgotten. So instead they took the people from their positions where they have been the most successful in the company, heel Sammy, heel Ty, you still have Paige and Dan Lambert as the anti-heroes, heels, 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 with another guy in Archer ready to come in as your reinforcement, as your heavy, as your antagonist, as the the the, the first loss you have to get to before you get to Ethan Page, whatever it is, the beatdown specialist, whatever. And you have Sky as your face and your, your first male African-American singles champion at the same time with a title that, that – should be more important than it is and was more important just a few short months ago. All these people in positions of their most success and you've taken them into their positions where they were unsuccessful before. And then you stick someone like Kazarian, God bless him. He's a good worker. He's a smart guy. He's been around forever, but he adds nothing to anything. And, and so he's just like a neutral factor. Now he's acting like a heel with Sammy. Why? Basically, it looks to me like somebody backstage, obviously, it must have been TK since nobody else does anything else unless it's a mistake. Um, so it must have been TK um, realized that, uh, oh, oh, no, we're we've done something really brilliant here. And we've, you know, we've actually made the right decisions on who should be heel and who should be face. Uh, Scorpio Sky looks like he might get over. So the only way we can get him to turn heel back again is if he turns on Kazarian, who used to be his tag team partner. Um, I said it the, the day that this all happened. Like I remember talking to Jimmy <clears throat> on a podcast and saying, Jim, like, what the fuck are they doing? They like, okay. Sammy Guevara is a better heel than he is a face. Not a question. Scorpio sky can absolutely get over as a face. Not a question, but Scorpio sky was a really good heel. I mean, he had a whole year run as a heel. And if you wanted to turn him face, there's a way to do it right and a way to do it wrong. And just because is not the right way to turn somebody, especially after a really good heel run. Now, when I turned in the next week, they were trying to undo everything that they had done the previous week. And I was just like, look, I get that I said that this wasn't done right, but it, I don't mean I want you to then go undo it again. Like, if you've already fucked the sandwich, just throw it out and make a new sandwich. Right. You're right, Chris. I mean, but they continue to do the same shit week in, week out, except now we've got a friggin' TNT championship getting destroyed for whatever reason. So uh, unless we're getting a new design of the belt... And like you said before, logically, they've got another fucking belt that they're actually holding at America Top Team, but uh, I guess they forgot that it even existed. It's like the, the fourth redesign of this belt for a company that just celebrated its three-year anniversary of existence. Yeah, can we Maybe not? We're getting it's a three actually a nice-looking belt. Like, just leave it, it is, it alone. is. Maybe we're getting a, th a third anniversary TNT Championship edition for, you know, Maybe they realize they should stop naming titles after networks when they can be that's shuffled around from different networks and different yeah, channels with different call signs. Maybe they should just call it the Discovery title or maybe just... Well, I was saying the Cartoon Network uh, Championship because, I mean, it is owned by, by, by Turner after all, right, and Discovery. So, yeah. I mean, it is a Mickey Mouse belt right now, unfortunately. The, well, right now it's the Coke Olympics. Fund Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, say that again, Chris. 
Tony's Coke Fund Championship. Hey, absolutely. And it's got his face going like this. Just no. Yeah. You have one for the yeah. left Olympics and one for wacky races. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking all right. Uh, all right. Okay. We got to get off of this because there's more to cover. Um, speaking of getting off, uh, Tony Storm and Britt Baker uh, talk to each other a bit. They don't like each other for reasons. And they have this whole talking segment, and not once did I get to look at Tony's cakes. So I, I'm disappointed. I'm upset. Well, well, I'll tell you who wasn't disappointed, Chris. JR. Apparently, he likes Tony Storm, it seems. It's good. Jimmy, cut the shit. <laughs> there you go. Cut the shit, Tony. Yeah, but look. I mean, what's the reason? Who the fuck knows? I mean, let's be honest. Look at every angle other than MJF and Wardlow, right? There is no substance to any other angle on the actual shows or the company for that matter. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, I know you are, but what am I type of shit? Like Jeff said earlier, it's elementary school shit. It's kindergarten shit. I mean, seriously. It's, uh, it, it drives home the point for me that, you know, along with all of these circles and shades of colors, um, look, Tony, the, I've got a golden circle right here. T- Tony Khan essentially stopped learning anything after kindergarten, including <laughs> why people might fight or become friends or break up or, or make up or any of those kinds of things. So well, that's why you get these situations where it's like, I don't like you. Well, I don't like you either. Let's fight. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes perfect sense now because all of his friends were the staff, and yeah, he never had true. he never had to make any friends because they all pretended to be his friend, and he never had any enemies because, well, they were probably disappeared. <laughs> He's probably right. Yeah, is he married, guys? Does he actually have a wife? Does anybody know? <laughs> no, really, that's a serious question. It's a dead set serious question. Does anybody here know if he's married? Yeah, I mean, Jimmy he could be a mail order bride for you know. Jimmy, maybe he's the mail order bride. <laughs> yeah, it probably is from Pakistan or something. I'm just Jeff saying. Sickerson? I I don't I don't <laughs> think he's married. I think we would know by now if he was married. I don't think anyone has yeah. ever touched his penis without being paid for it. I'm just gonna say. Well, that. I will say his sister is actually quite good looking though. Oh, I don't Jimmy. think his te- yeah. I don't think his sister has touched his penis without being paid for it either. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah. Moving on. I mean, Main event. I, I, the only thing I would say about a sister, she's guaranteed to be the trustee of that trust, not him. Well, 100%. I mean, 100%. Otherwise, there's not going to be a co trustee situation there. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine where all that trustee money will go? I mean, it will go straight Just to Colombia and Peru. Impact, PWG. You probably will. CW. He probably will. He probably would buy all those indies and uh, think they're such bigger companies than what they really are. He'll pay four hundred million dollars for PWG. <laughs> <laughs> worth Jesus every penny. Christ. Every penny. I mean, uh, hey, people are complaining about the new Ring of Honor logo, supposedly. But guys, I just want to say, especially you, Jeff, because I saw you amongst the IWC complaining. Sure. It's just a. It's just a prototype. I'm hearing. It's not the final sort of logo, but uh, yeah. You don't register a trademark for a prototype, especially for intellectual property you already own. I mean, 
Ring of Honor's already trademarked. He, I assume he acquired all of the intellectual property, in that, but I right. shouldn't because we, we learned this past week that he all of those songs that he bought, he didn't bought. He just licensed them and not for use in the video game. So he didn't buy oh, anything. Really? He, he just licensed them. Yeah, that's why they can't use some of the, the songs like uh, Wild Thing in the video game uh, because well, they were not bought. He licensed them like normal people do, but he's not normal. So when everyone said he bought them, sure, why wouldn't he buy the rights to, rights to it? Um, anyway, uh, I, I don't know. They already own Ring of Honor. There's no risk of ROH being grabbed up by, like, you or me. You know, it's right. not going to happen. And the Ring of Honor logo is perfectly good. Okay, you want to rebrand the house. But these are, these are like, things that, like, you draw when you're in middle school on your book when you're bored. <laughs> Well, even when AEW first came into existence, the same thing. Right, it's true. But even when AEW first got into existence, they were also throwing out various sort of logos that weren't the final logo, and they were registering them. So who knows? I mean, he's done it two, two different logos now. Right. But at least, well, at least the AEW was new. So right. I guess they were being That's overcautious. Um, but, and also and just... I just want to make a point. What do you want wrestling fans to do when they dislike something? It, isn't it, isn't it like pretty good, pretty positive for you as a company if your fans are open and telling you, "Look, we don't like this thing." Um, and if your fans, if well, enough yeah. of your fans say, "Hey, this logo looks like crap," I mean, maybe pull a Sonic the Hedgehog movie and redesign mm -hmm. it because straight up, like that movie is an example of uh, a studio saying, "Okay." Let's listen to the fans. We'll redesign this character because obviously nobody likes the design of this character. And legitimately, I am not joking. I think that that probably gave them an extra $50 million at the 100%, box office. 100%, not a joke. But, well, when no, you, not an when, exaggeration. Like, no, an, that's true. like an extra $50 million because they actually listened to their fans when all of them were saying, this is no good. I don't like this. So I, I think it's great. If wrestling fans are going to, I think it's great whenever wrestling fans come out, especially if they're in force and they say, listen, this logo is fucking shit. Change it. <laughs> I agree. Okay. 100%. I mean, hey, I was a Sega guy growing up. So, I mean, the fact that they were trying to change Sonic, you know, in the original sort of like, take was like ludicrous really man and thank god they went back to to what it should have been trying to make them with those weird human teeth not cool yeah um, that was weird <clears throat> yeah okay speaking of which uh this has nothing to do with sonic or teeth or anything else i'm just saying mm -hmm. speaking of which as a way to transition into the main event now um the bcc the bbc b did bwp the bgn the the uh Danielson and Moxley come out. Um, of course, not not together. Why would you want to do that if you were a if you were a tag team that was that was together and, and getting along and everything? No, you, you come out to your own music, just like just like Animal and Hawk. They had their own separate music, <laughs> and you know, just like uh, Jim and Brett came out to to you know, Brett would come out first, and then famously Jim would come out through the crowd and <laughs> etc. Anyway, those guys come out. Uh, they're facing off against Dante and uh, one of his brothers, who isn't his brother, <laughs> Matt Seidel. So exciting. So good to see Matt Seidel and Dante tag teaming so together. Good. They enjoyed Absolutely. so much success together. I mean, Matt Seidel, I mean, seriously, That's he's a star. That's his brother, <laughs> Jeff. 
And he talks ever, like this. Honestly, Jeff, you I mean, if you met Dante, you would probably be his brother too. Let's be real. No doubt. I'd have a good shot of being his tag team partner at least once. At least. At least one time. And if you do, he'll talk he'll talk about you as if you're his brother. That's Brothers right. for life. Because that's, that's how Dante does things. That's apparently Special. how Minnesota does things. Um, <clears throat> shout outs to Minnesota. Uh, to I'm Minnesota. just kidding, by the way. Minnesota, you're great. Uh, Deep South Canada. Yeah. Much. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, heck, they do have sort of like the Canadian accent, right, Chris? I mean, seriously. No, 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 no. No, you you can't pass off that Minnesota nonsense on me. Mm-mm. No, Chris is a you, Yes, you've never heard me say "big" or "flag" or "rig" uh, ever in your life. So don't don't try to pass that nonsense off on me, okay? Jimmy, get out of here with that bugagi. Bugagi, what's bugagi? Uh, okay. Whatever anyway. you were saying before, bugagi. Bugagi, bugagi. It's 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 a food. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's let Chris do the Mark Henry thing, okay? <laughs> okay. Mark Henry thing, okay. <clears throat> hey, hey, we got three sort of uh, squares. I mean, he's perfect. Okay, let's recreate it. So, right. you be, Jimmy, you can be the, the Broadmoor Combat Canasta Club, and okay. I will be Seidel and Dante Martin. Okay. And, and Chris can ask the question, so you can be Mark Henry. Okay, here we go. Hey, hey Jimmy, you uh, you you chose to call yourself BBC, but my oh. my girlfriend says ask me. What the fuck's going on, man? Oh, excuse me. What is going on, Mark? Seriously, I don't know what's going on because that made hey, me Jeff, laugh. Dude. Uh, <coughs> do you have another brother no. for this match? Because uh, you said I was your brother the last time. I'm your we brother. I just want you all to know <laughs> violence is not the answer and wrestling doesn't have to be no. violence. It can be a, a beautiful empowerment poetry of the spirit to win. And and me and Dante are going to show you that we can do it the right way. And yeah, he is my brother and we're going to win. Well, I guess it's time for the main event. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't give this justice, but when I laugh, I can't do shit, man. But that is funny. And that must hurt your eyes, Chris, because oh yeah, that actually yeah, cockeyed. That hurts. No, that's how his eyes normally are. It hurts him to keep them straight. <laughs> yeah, oh. but it was like that. And didn't Dante Martin say, uh, "Like uh, we're gonna kick their asses" or some shit like that? I mean, yeah, didn't you just hear me yeah. do that? Right. Well, yeah, but did you are say? You... <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <sighs> brothers, the brothers. Put up a fight, but uh, didn't go their way because the Blackpool Pulling Club, whatever the fuck they're called. I mean, the to- at this point they should be called the fucking not only the, the black toothbrush and pool cleaners. Snatches. No, well, more like the the ass cleaners with a toothbrush. I mean, I mean seriously. I mean that is what that should be called. And 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 Regal, he's. A- <laughs> He's a he's a notoriously bad piss pisser in the fucking teas. Apparently, he drinks. He, he likes drinking them. Just remember when Regal first came in, and everyone said he's not just going to be a manager. You'll see, he's going to have more of a role. Nope. Mm, no. 
right, so yeah. t- tell, tell us about this match, Jimmy. Tell us what your team did. I, my team basically got, got – I don't know, man. My okay, team Dante Martin got way too much offense away. in this match. Um, everybody in this match is worth watching from a physical standpoint when they're in the ring. They all do like pretty neat things that I like to watch. Um, <clears throat> I can't the stand paradigm Sardell, shift though. is absolutely fucked as a finish. Um, he's now had two skinny fat fuckers kick out of it um, within a month and a half of each other. Uh, he's got to go with something new now. Otherwise, I just don't believe it anymore. Uh, don't call it the paradigm shift anymore because clearly no one's going into a paradigm shift once it's a, once it's applied. Well, see, well, it's it's actually it. It, it's actually what? like well, he does the bulldog now too, but he also still uses the paradigm shift to, to end it. See, you're just not understanding what the point of the paradigm shift was, Jimmy. The the shift in paradigm was that was one from where finishers actually finish wrestling matches oh. to now where they just don't. Oh, so, so you're that's... talking about the dirty deed. Well, it's a paradigm shift, see, because it went oh, from something oh. good to something bad. It, it is technically right. a paradigm shift. Um, well, honestly, the rest of this match was like watching every other match from the B- from the BCC. The, they did the whole stereo things where one of them is elbowing real hard, doing the pumpernickel <laughs> that you see at hockey games, and the other one's doing the the kicks and etc. And they're all just and doing the, the same thing. smiling, bro. It's got to stop, especially from Sidell. I just want to slap the shit out of him every time I see him smile, man. Ow, Not namaste. Great. Ow, namaste. Uh, namaste. Ow, namaste. 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 Your ass on out of here, man. I do want to say that I have seen, I saw something that I've never seen before in the last 15 years. So and that's Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson phoning it in because he was, he was yeah. starting like this. And then he's like, by the end, he's like, well, well, Jeff, speaking of phoning it in, mm-hmm. he did end up falling in between the apron and the, the, yeah, well, and the stage area, whatever it was. First of all, hasn't TK and AEW learned their fucking lesson when Cody went head first on that ramp and he still got the scar to, to show it? I mean, seriously. And now we get Brian Danielson getting stuck between the stage and the apron, the, the ramp area there. Why do they have that elevated ramp? I don't know how that happens. I don't I don't know how the ring moves four or five inches or whatever was the case that it's so loose. I mean, is there a ring on wheels? I, I, I don't I don't know how that happens where somebody isn't there. The ring crew to make sure that they're tight together. Well, well, it's very amateurish and it's very shindy, in my opinion. And if I was Brian Danielson, I would absolutely be pissed with TK. I mean, I think Brian just said it's one of those things, and I think he played or I think he, you know, decided he's going to turn that into an angle. I mean, but yeah, it it shouldn't happen, but it did, and it's listen, it's never happened before that I can think of an AW. So, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, yeah, they somebody's job should be to make sure that that's tight, right? I, you know, but what's to say the, the recipe loquitur, the thing speaks for itself. Absolutely. All right, so Q Brawl that's very uninteresting and disambiguous and just awful. I, I, I don't care. I don't care about any of. I don't care about anything they're doing with the JAS. I, I'm annoyed that they added the 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 Blackpool Combat Club to this because why? What was the goddamn point? Where did that come from? Are we now supposed to believe that the faces will just come out and help each other? Because it's been two years of absolutely fuck all of that. 
So now the faces are just helping faces because the bad guys, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Is it just because is it just because they're sports entertainers and not pro wrestlers? Like just I mean, give me a bad fucking reason for why things are happening. But give me a goddamn reason. Well, Brian Danielson, first of all, I still think is more of a heel right now. I mean, seriously, that's what I think. Anyway, Moxley. Yeah, what he said is specifically on Dynamite, because it's a contradiction. He said, fuck that stadium stampede shit, right? But yet we're getting we're gonna get some no disqualification type of brawl match at double or nothing, I assume, right? So isn't that the same shit? Except it was in the stadium and now it's not. I mean, it's in the yeah, where anything right? goes, knives, yeah. guns. No, knives and guns are not allowed in your match. They're just not. I, I can tell you for sure they're not allowed. In well, your when match. Eddie if they Kingston were, then and, someone would die. You dumb right. motherfucker. But 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 they're the hit squad though, Chris. They're hitters, bro. Remember yeah. that's what Eddie Kingston said. No, you See, wanted the Bret Hart reason. called himself the hitman, but he never acted like someone was actually paying him to murder people. That wasn't. Well, low-key hey. sort of did, but you asked for a, a reason, a bad reason, I will give you one, and that is because Eddie Kingston is John Moxley's best friend, that he that he laid his life on the line at the exploding death match, and that was his running partner, and so Moxley's just backing him up, returning the favor. Uh, what, after how many months, though, Jeff? Listen, he asked for a bad reason. I'm giving him a bad reason. I, <laughs> I didn't say it was a great reason. I mean, right. if it was a great reason, they would have mentioned that. Okay, well, so listen, anybody out there I'll in the IWC who wants to be friends with John Moxley, what you do is you have a friend set off sparklers <laughs> about 60 feet away from him, and you just pretend like you're protecting him, and he'll be your friend forever. Forever. I mean, and obviously, they have nothing else for the BCC. They, 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 I guess they realized the best friends against the BCC was sort of a mismatch and would look stupid. Uh, and they sent Wheeler Yuta to do the Super Juniors thing, so he's he's out of country. Thank uh, God. So they... So they couldn't do it right. So they could do a, some sort of a trios match with whoever. So they want him on the pay-per-view. These guys need to have well, uh, need to be on pay-per-views to earn their $6 million a right. year that they're each getting. I mean, what, and make, what else Well, make no mistake about it, Jeff. They're only in this position. I've said this in the past because really they don't know what to do with them. So let's just chuck them in a the tag team, call them Blackpool fucking combat club because they're all from Blackpool. I mean, seriously. And there you go. Like you said, you get them on pay-per-view once every three months. They're on TV every week. And they can all play blowies for all I care. I mean, this is just... When you have high-priced people who you don't want to be in a title picture, you get them into a long, attenuated, or sometimes a short, abbreviated story with whatever Jericho's faction is that ends in in a big sort of you know, blood and guts style, unsanctioned street fight type of match. And then after that happens, you give them a couple months off because you don't know what the fuck else to do with them. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Let them rest. Silly. Yeah. I mean, literally, I would rather they just let Danielson rest than have, than have him be completely, like you said, Jeff, it's very rare thing that you can say you watched the Danielson match and watched him phoning it in. It's starting to get to that point where he's just going, yeah, man, and I actually think he's not happy right now in the company. I don't know why, but that's the impression I'm. You don't know why? Well, I know why. It's just figure of speech, but like I do get that impression that he's sort of not happy at the moment in AEW. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's the impression I'm getting. 
Well, they haven't let him fight anyone in New Japan. They didn't let him uh, face someone in Seattle because they wanted Seattle to be on an AEW card, even though they have no shows booked in Seattle. Uh, he hasn't really been working the Indies. All the things that he wanted to do is why he left WWE. He hasn't been able to do it. And he's in right. the angle, so he's not even in a title picture. And he's in a team with, you know, I, th- I mean, I, I'm sure he has real affection for Regal. I don't know oh, that cool. he has any particular relationship with Moxley. I, I don't know that they're friends or not friends or just colleagues. I'm sure there's a respect there, but, I mean, it's sort of out of the blue. I mean, and I never really thought of Moxley as, as one of Regal's protégés. Uh, maybe he was. I don't know. I never, I knew that he was. Stop he expecting was. us. Stop expecting us as the AEW audience to know every detail about every fucking wrestler's life at all times from the time that they were fucking born. If you want to show us something and show us videos and explain to us how people became friends and how they got close and etc., fine. But don't just go, well, you know, they trained together once. And then, and then, and then. Yeah. Well, well, so well, apparently it does. Maybe my best worst reason. I got nothing else. Right on. Well, that sums up AEW, right? I mean, in a that nutshell. sums up Rampage. I got yeah. nothing else either. Jimmy, tell the people where they can fucking find you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you can find me right here on channelattitude.com and on Hamid Media Group. Also, you can find me at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows, all three of us. And if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at the PWC Network and at DJ Masterfix. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jeff, where can the people find you? Uh, aside from on the this family of cross-pollinating networks, PwC, Hameen, Chad, and Latitude, all of these fine shows where I occasionally, or maybe more than occasionally, make uh, appearances. It's one of those like ebbs and flows. Um, Hammerlock Hangover is my wrestling podcast with uh, Stephen Pena, Big Daddy Cool. Uh, also on the PWC, and my non-wrestling podcast, Garden of Doom, sort of esoteric mythology, things that go bump in the night, philosophy, stuff like that. Uh, right above me, on my left-hand side, is our first five-time, five-time, five-time returning guest in the form of Chris Silence of the Yams. Uh, all five of those are excellent shows, and this most recently was on Mormonism, but he's also done a show on Norse mythology, uh, the Trinity Infinity, the Gnostic gospels in the apocrypha and the question of indigenous so check out all those shows and garden views is sort of a cousin show to garden of doom but more uh uh more mainstream based uh magazine type topics so check those stuff out check that off all on the pwc good 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 you can find me on twitter it's at chris ams one you cannot find me anywhere else because i am hiding um but uh, you can't see me uh But okay, so before we go here, I'm just going to leave you with this quote from Eric Bischoff. Quote, I almost wish I could just reboot WCW to show Tony Khan how it's done. I wouldn't have a comedy champion or make fans wait three years for a payoff to a story. I could restart WCW tomorrow and get more viewers than AEW. Not an opinion. It's a fact. Tony Khan isn't a genius. He's lucky. At this point, I'm starting to trust Eric Bischoff. That's bad. It's right, but, Actually, it's not. But I will say this about Tony Khan. He's not doing any worse than anybody else. It's just it's just he should be doing oh. so much better. Yeah, well, that's true. So essentially, I mean, this is 2022, Jeff. And He's not doing 100, worse than Vince McMahon, which is a very low bar. 
Yeah, he's, he's the best of the worst, and they're all bad. I mean, it's not like Billy Corgan's knocking the socks off. I mean, people say Impact is great, but nobody's watching it. Nobody likes what they're doing in New Japan anymore. MLW, I, I, I almost forgot MLW exists, and I watch it every week. Right. And NXT, well, I mean, it's not. It's only thinly a promotion at this point. I mean, it's just, it's just it's developing. Right now, Jeff. And their stories. Well, folks, if you're as oh, bad time to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that just sums it up. Well, he's gone. So, in saying that, Jeff, let's take it home right now. Unless he does come back, but I'm not sure. But uh, in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Chris Sams who you can't see right now, and he that's the Gunner of Doom. You really can't see him. Literally, serious. you really can't see him. And he's the Gunner of Doom, Dr. Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening and watching to Rampage Uncaged right here on channelattitude.com, brought to you by Hamid Media Group. Peace. Stable bungholes. <laughs> That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO!
wedding contest is a trios tag team match set for one fall with a 20 minute time limit. Approaching the ring at a total combined weight of 745 pounds. Buddy Matthews, Brody King, Malachi Black, the House of Black. We are just moments away from Rampage on TNT and we are kicking things off with a huge trios tag team match. The House of Black versus Fuego Del Sol, who has enlisted Evil Uno and number 10 of the Dark Order to combat these three titans, Taz. Yeah, these uh, the House of Black, these three men, uh, some dangerous, dangerous people for sure. So good luck to Fuego and the Dark Order. Fuego's a glutton for punishment at this point. He keeps trying to get revenge on the House of Black. Meanwhile, he keeps getting flicked aside like a pesky mosquito. We will find out on Rampage at a special time in just a few moments. Does the House of Black have Fuego Del Sol's number? Or has Fuego been able to even the odds? And their opponents first from Mobile, Alabama, Fuego Del Sol. His partners from the Keep, Evil Uno and Dark Order number 10. Taz, if you were to pick some reinforcements from the Dark Order, I think Evil Uno and number 10, Preston Vance, pretty good picks. For yeah, no, I, I agree, Excalibur, I really do. I, I think that those would be the two men. Uh, Jericho, what about you? You think they picked the right two members? I just can't believe that Fuego keeps this alliance going with the, with the Dark Order. I mean, at this point, if I was the Dark Order, I'd stay a million miles away from Fuego Del Sol when it comes to taking on the House of the Black. Well, Fuego has no friends, and the Dark Order likes everybody. That's what the whole league Well is. documented, Taz, but right now, we are about to have Rampage on TNT. Tonight at a special time, what's next for Hookhausen? The House of Black continue to wreak havoc. Red Velvet and Chris Statlander collide in the quarterfinals of the Owen Hart Tournament. Plus, Brian Danielson and John Moxley bring the violence to Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. Don't miss AEW Rampage at a special time. Tonight at 7 Eastern on TNT. Hard to do to a man that big. Oh, the Casadora. And 
Now, look at oh, this! Oh, nice! Great teamwork by Dark Order there! Good job with that sling. Oh, oh no! Beautiful! Cannonball sent on to cover in the ring! No! I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of this number 10, Taz. I'll tell you what, he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Maybe even with or without the mask. I want to see what he looks like. He's a big man in there, and he gets the crowd on his side every time. He sure does. They love him, Chris. He had that slingshot real wheelbarrow was suplex beautiful. was oh, great. Looking for that full Nelson. He's Vance has put nice. so many opponents to sleep with that full Nelson. Nice arm drag counter before the full Nelson was locked by Mallory. Oh, oh wow. what a rising knee. Crush his head with that one. Oh, he's got him. Advance just a grip on Malachi's throat. The grip a double. On, on Buddy Matthews' throat. That's good strength there on behalf of 10. And look at this. And Malachi ball. once again targeting that knee. He's got that big brace on his knee. That's almost like a target test. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's got that knee ball in really tight. That, that He's going to have to tap out 10. He might have to tap here. Let's see if he can get to that bottom rope. Evil Uno taking over. And he's going for the save. Trying to save his, his oh, partner, his Dark Order stable mate. But he turned his back to Malachi, and Malachi once again, those vicious kicks. You never want to do that. And Malachi then turns his back on 10. Look at this. Discus Lariat right on target Cover for. Cover up. Got the knee issue, though. Vance is having a hard time with that knee. And Evil Uno now make his way over the corner. Tags in. Uno and Brody King. Oh, I boot. Brody, oh, Brody went for the overhand chop. Oh, no, scouted it, saw it coming, hit the drop kick to the knee. Ooh, right on the button with that. The other button. And the other button. Uno's looking great, too. He's doing a fantastic job of chopping Brody King down to size. He's saying the end is near. That's what Uno basically saying here. No, maybe thinking Powerbomb, can he Whoa. get this big man up? Wow. No! That's about a six foot eight ride down to the mat there. That was a mistake going for that power bump, guys. Why is it 10 and Uno? Should it be Diaz and Uno or 10 and 1? It's a cohesiveness here. Oh, here he comes. The Karate Kid. Look at Malakai! Oh, what a moonshot! God! Oh, no, 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 no! Matthews! Oh, my gosh! DDT on the rampway! Talk about an exclamation point. Wild swing on that Larry Gosh. He's not finished yet. Now he's got it in that massive back break. Oh, oh Scott's on bomb by Brody King. One, two, three. Did you see Brody grab his leg? Here are your winners. The House of Black. He, he, he hooked the other leg so that Uno couldn't put it on the rope and break the count. Smart move by such a big giant. Yeah, the House of Black, they're not just brutes. They're highly cerebral, and that's what makes them dangerous. But Hold on. Get Triangle, Penta Oscuro, Ray Phoenix, the Bastard Pack. Well, they have the, uh, you've seen them out here with that tombstone that's coming up. Well, reveal it. What is it? Is this some kind of a statue? Look at this. Look at Phoenix and Pack. Double or nothing. Hold on. Oh, wow. House of Black and Death Triangle will finally meet at double or nothing. Man of the Year, TNT Champion Scorpio Sky, Dan Lambert, and Ethan Page. In case people haven't picked up on this or not,
Bad things happen to people when they cross paths with the men of the year and ATT. And if you don't believe me, I'd tell you to ask the inner circle, but they don't even exist anymore. Better yet, why don't you see what we did to one of the most beloved wrestlers on the roster and his girlfriend and expose them for the real life pieces of trash that they really are. Speaking of Sammy Guevara, talking is not something I came out here to do. So bring your narrow ass out here with my belt or I'm coming back there to bury you just like I did SCU. Anyone can play free for $10,000. DraftKings AEW Rampage Pool. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app. You code Rampage when you sign up and play free tonight. Red Velvet lands the final slice. This has got to be it. Got it. Oh, she's out. I'm not sure the last time I saw anyone kick out of the final slice. Soho is a god. What are you going to do, Ruby? Oh, man. This is going to be a battle of who wants it more. Velvet firing an elbow strike. A second. Ruby, Ruby, I know internally you got to be rooting for one of them to win the face. You won't tell us. I get it. But I know that's got to be on your mind. Blue Thunder Bond to go. My strategy keeps changing, Taz. I, 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 every time I see one of them come close, I start thinking about who I'm about to face. And they're two very impressive women, but both very different. One I consider a friend. Not in this tournament, you don't. Get rid of the friends if you want to win. Oh, double knee strike to the spine. Velvet back on her feet. Look out, Take Velvet. Take it too long. Take it too long here. Casador waits. What? What? Once again. Oh! oh. oh wow. yeah, I guess I was wrong. Look at this now by Velvet. Velvet. Uh -oh. Flattens out Stadlander. Oh! 
PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.